Dreamland Adventures, Book 1, The Healers and the Heart, Chapter 5, The Healers and the Heart. Chapter 5, The Healers and the Heart. As the twelve healers entered the heart of Dreamland, they felt a strange sensation wash over them. It was as though they were shedding their physical identities and becoming something new. Gone were their gender and physical characteristics. They were now beings of pure consciousness, their essence distilled to its very core. In this state, they were free to explore the vastness of dreamland without the limitations of their physical bodies. They could move through the trees effortlessly, sensing the world around them in new and profound ways. The lush jungle teemed with life, and they could feel the energy of every living thing pulsing around them. It was a profound experience, and one that filled them with a sense of awe and wonder. They knew that they were embarking on a journey that would last for 10,000 years, and they were eager to discover all that Dreamland had to offer. As they began to explore, they realized that they were not alone in this place. There were other beings here, creatures of light and darkness, of beauty and horror. Some were benevolent, others malevolent, and still, others were simply indifferent to their presence. The healers knew that they would have to navigate this strange and mysterious world carefully if they were to succeed in their quest. They would need to learn the ways of Dreamland, to understand its mysteries and its secrets, and to harness the power of the well of life if they were to make it to the end of the simulation. And so, they set out into the heart of the jungle, ready to face whatever challenges lay ahead. They knew that this was just the beginning of a long and perilous journey, but they were determined to succeed. For they were the healers, and it was their duty to bring the gift of immortality to all those who sought it. As the healers explore the jungle's heart, they are struck by its beauty. The trees tower over them, with trunks as thick as two people and leaves as big as blankets. One tree catches their attention with its vibrant red bark and leaves that shimmer in the sunlight. Its branches are adorned with red fruits that resemble apples, but the healers quickly learn that they are poisonous. Another tree they encounter has a trunk that is smooth and gray, with long, slender branches that bend and sway in the breeze. Its leaves are a pale green and shaped like teardrops, and they rustle softly when the healers brush past them. The tree's sap is sticky and smells like cinnamon. A third tree is covered in thick, rough bark that resembles the skin of an elephant. Its branches twist and turn, and its leaves are a bright, emerald green. The tree is home to a family of monkeys, who chatter and swing from branch to branch as the healers pass by. As the healers explore further, they encounter a variety of animals, including bright-colored birds with sharp beaks, graceful gazelles with velvety antlers, and enormous elephants with long, curved tusks. There are also smaller creatures, such as squirrels that scamper up trees and chipmunks that dart across the jungle floor. At the center of the jungle's heart is the well of life, which the healers recognize immediately. It glows with a soft, pulsing light that radiates outwards, casting a warm glow over the surrounding jungle. The water inside is clear as glass, and the healers can see down to the bottom, where stones in a rainbow of colors form intricate patterns. The well is surrounded by a ring of brightly colored flowers, and the healers are struck by their beauty. There are delicate white flowers with petals as thin as paper, bold red flowers with thick petals that resemble velvet, and tiny purple flowers that cluster together in bunches. The healers feel a sense of awe as they stand before the well of life, knowing that it holds the key to their immortality. They take a moment to reflect on their journey so far and the challenges that lie ahead, but they also feel a sense of hope and determination. They know that they are capable of overcoming any obstacle, as long as they work together and stay true to the ideals of the ARC simulation. As the evening comes, the nine healers aside from white, gold, and silver begin to gather intel about their surroundings. Yellow is weaving a small shelter for herself and the others to sleep in, while green is collecting various herbs and plants, and orange is tending to the small garden she has started. Brown and gray are working together to gather firewood and build a fire to keep everyone warm as the coolness of night begins to set in.
Meanwhile, white, gold, and silver are still staring into the well of life, completely entranced by its beauty and power. They are in a deep meditative state, feeling the energy of the well pulsing through their bodies. As they continue to stare, the others begin to notice something strange about gold. They realize that he has not spoken a single word since they entered dreamland, and he never takes his eyes off of the well of life. As night falls, the healers finish gathering materials and come together to form a shelter just a few yards away from the well of life. They all take turns keeping watch throughout the night, ensuring that everyone stays safe. Brown and Gray keep the fire burning, providing warmth and comfort to the group as they settle in for their first night in the jungle's heart. Despite the unfamiliar surroundings and the unknown dangers that lie ahead, the healers feel a sense of peace and contentment as they drift off to sleep, knowing that they are surrounded by the beauty and power of the well of life. As the night deepens, most of the healers have fallen asleep to the lullabies of the creatures of the night. Suddenly, Silver's eyes open wide, and she lifts her head, trying to locate the source of the eerie sounds. She hears what sounds like howls and growls, rustling of leaves, and snapping of twigs, all mixed in a chaotic and almost omniscient tune. Her movements and the rustling of her sleeping bag awaken several other healers, who begin to stir, trying to locate the source of the noises. Yellow quickly surmises that the sounds could be just animals, but Grey and Silver know that it could be something more. Silver remembers the briefing they had received before entering Dreamland, where they were told that the simulation might contain unexpected and potentially dangerous elements, and it was their job as healers to overcome any obstacle. Grey agrees with Silver's assessment, and they both stand up, grabbing their tools. The other healers try to calm them down, reminding them that it could be dangerous to venture out at night. But Grey and Silver decide to investigate, and a few others join them. They move carefully, making sure not to disturb the other healers, and as they move deeper into the woods, the sounds grow louder and more menacing. As Grey and Silver cautiously approached the source of the eerie sounds, they saw something that made their hearts race with fear. It was a creature unlike anything they had ever seen before. Its body was long and serpent-like, with drooping skin that hung from its bones like feathers that had been plucked out. Its arms and legs were webbed and connected by a thin membrane, and its piercing beak and jet-black eyes gave it an otherworldly appearance. As they watched in horror, the creature moved with a serpentine grace, its movements fluid and otherworldly. It seemed to sense their presence, but did not turn to face them. Instead, it continued its strange dance, swaying back and forth in the darkness. Grey and Silver knew they had to leave, but they were frozen in place with fear. As the creature continued its eerie movements, they slowly began to back away, hoping to slip away unnoticed. Finally, they turned and ran back to camp, their hearts pounding in their chests. The next morning, they recounted their encounter with the creature to the other healers. They described its serpent-like body, its piercing beak, and its strange, misty aura. They called it the creature of the night, and everyone agreed that they should be on the lookout for it in the future. Brown and Grey sat beside the fire, the warmth seeping into their bones as they sipped on a warm herbal tea. The cool morning breeze rustled through the trees, carrying the sounds of the jungle along with it. Brown turned to Grey, noticing the dark circles under his eyes and his quiet demeanor. Grey, is everything all right? Brown asked, his voice filled with concern. Gray let out a deep sigh, I couldn't sleep last night. My mind was racing with thoughts of that creature we saw. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's as if it came straight out of a nightmare. Brown nodded, his eyes filled with understanding. I know what you mean. I couldn't sleep either. It's a good thing we've got each other to talk to about these things. Gray nodded in agreement, yes, it's comforting to know that I'm not the only one who feels this way. It's strange though, the creature didn't seem to notice us, even though we were right there in front of it. Brown leaned in, that's because we weren't afraid. 
We weren't its prey. We were simply observers. It's the fear that attracts these creatures. That's why we need to be careful and stay vigilant. Gray took a deep breath and closed his eyes, you're right. I'm exhausted though. I didn't get any sleep last night. I think I'm going to take a nap. Brown patted Gray on the back, go ahead and rest. I'll keep watch for a while. Gray nodded and made his way over to a nearby tree, curling up in a ball and closing his eyes. Brown watched over him for a few moments before closing his eyes and entering a meditative state, focusing on the energy around him and the safety of their camp.